Welcome to the Niagara Sports Hub, where we'll spend 15 minutes talking NFL football and other topical sports with Mike Fisher of Sports Illustrated and Cowboy Nation. This season is sponsored by Niagara, the industry leader in high-performance, high-efficiency toilets for professional contractors like you. Learn more at NiagaraSportsHub.com. I'm in big trouble. Last week, the Cowboys and Mike McCarthy figured out how to run the ball effectively. Yes. yes. And that diminished my points, my fantasy points for uh, Dak Prescott. He did horribly. They, they found something in the running game. Well, let me say this. Let me first of all say this about fantasy football. And this is not to belittle your, uh, I'm sure it's an outstanding roster. There's three things that nobody cares about. Number one, oh, that golf shot on the third hole, and I almost met, almost met, I don't care. Two, man, when I was in ninth grade, um, uh, the, the head cheerleader, I swear she had a crush on me. I, yeah. I don't care. Unless there's, unless, unless later you went to college and married her and there was sex involved or something, nobody cares. And then number three is your fantasy team. Oh, you won't believe it. I got Christian McCaffrey. I, I do believe it, and I don't care. No, the point was is that, uh, the running game uh, controls the clock a little bit better, you know, instead of this helter-skelter offense that I've seen uh, Dallas play in the last, you know, year and a half. So uh, they might be onto something with Zeke and then Tony Pollard's coming, coming on strong. We did make that point last week, and, and I, I think we should pat ourselves on the back. I know it's the modern age, and guys throw it 58 times, and it's a quarterback game, and the rules have changed since we were boys. It's easier to throw, and it's smart to throw. Uh, and you better be prepared to score 30. But at some point, um, you better be prepared to keep the other team from scoring 31. Being able to control the ball and control the clock in some way uh, helps do that. Now, maybe the Chargers are especially vulnerable. Uh, maybe, maybe the Cowboys won't be able to do that again Monday night against the Eagles. In fact, I think it's probably a good bet they won't do that again, where Ezekiel Elliott is an effective runner. Tony Pollard gets the game ball for being a 100-yard rusher. And they even put wide receiver C.D. Lamb in the backfield, and he plays running back. Probably won't do exactly those things again, but um, there, there's going to be there's going to be some times in a game where you've got to control the ball. And uh, uh, you know, another factor, as you guys you guys live it, weather can be a factor there. Well, and Zerline righted the ship at least for one game. And and I need to be able to rely on all these pieces. And yeah, they gave Greg Zerline a game ball as well. So and cut the practice squad kid that they had almost as a sign of, okay, Greg, now we believe in you. So it really was for Dallas. And, and it was an all facets kind of thing because they go to Los Angeles, the Chargers very explosive. They give up just 17 points. They win at the buzzer. There were some clock management issues. Yes. Um, but, uh, and I'm, I've made this point for a long, long time. Tell me if you guys agree, except maybe Belichick, every single coach who loses has time management issues in that game. Yeah. Yes. It's what we talk about on Monday morning. How did they not use a timeout in every NFL city? Mm-hmm. And so, like, I remember people, like, I think Andy Reid is about as good as it gets. But I remember people in Philadelphia ripping him for, for clock management. Like, I don't know. I, I think by and large, he's probably probably better than most at it. I I have said this. If I was a head coach in the NFL, I think I would have an asset management assistant. Yeah. Who stood next to me 
and it wouldn't be all on my card and it wouldn't be all in my head. It'd be somebody who says, yeah, somebody up in the booth that has like a shock, you, you know, you have a shock collar or something. On shock therapy. Doesn't... Yeah. Shock yeah. therapy. Yeah. You know, if you notice in the NBA for a long time, it was the trainer would come over and tell the coach, you got two timeouts left coach and nothing against trainers, but that seemed like an inefficient uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. way to do it. Let's have the trainer be in charge of timeouts and they've advanced since then. So, you know, timeout substitutions. How many plays has this guy played? Um, what's the right thing to do in this circumstance by the numbers? And then go ahead and decide what, you know, do whatever you want to do. And maybe we'd avoid some of the clock management arguments that we have on Monday mornings. Yes, Tim, some, somebody should have told Weber. What was his first name? At, uh, Bruce Weber. No, North Carolina. Infamous uh, Fab, Fab oh, Five. Chris Weber. Chris Weber. Chris Weber. Chris, yeah. 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 I thought right you were on. talking about the ex-Illini coach and state <laughs> coach. But speaking of clock management, both – and, John, you'll remember this. Lovey had huge problems in Chicago when he was with the Bears. He came down here to University of Illinois, had the same issues here. And then last night I see him on the sidelines as the defensive coordinator for Houston. It's just like – yeah, he's had a pretty good life, though. He's had a good run as mm-hmm. a coach. Yeah. Well, and he uh, – of course, he's a Texas guy, so yeah. there, there's a lot of love for him around here. It it's it's too bad that the Texans don't have their quarterback, mm-hmm. and I don't mean Tyrod Taylor. I mean their real quarterback, Deshaun Watson. That that that, that thing went so south, south and it's such an quickly. odd situation. That went quick. yeah. Um, if he if Deshaun Watson if Tyrod Taylor's the quarterback last night they might win. Yes. If Deshaun Watson's the quarterback last night they do win. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would agree. With that you. that's how brilliant he is. And I know you know Bears fans envisioned him in in a Chicago uniform at one point. He may still up end up in a Miami Dolphins uniform, but uh, I, I don't remember in all my years covering the NFL a, a weirder story than the Deshaun Watson story. Yeah, it's it's been a weird one. Uh, speaking of uh, losing its luster, Cowboys play on Monday Night Football against the Eagles. Do you, like myself, consider Monday Night Football has lost its luster? Yeah, you did a great job on our uh, pre-show notes encircling this with big big fat red pen (laughs) that it's about saturation the reason it's not that big a deal and there's another factor but the biggest thing for me is there's too much football on the college like college games my, my buddy i'm not a college football guy my buddy was saying there was 66 games on regular tv last week Sixty-six college football games. They're available. on almost every night. Every night has a game on. And maybe our hunger for football is is unquenchable. And so maybe you know, I mean, I I, I watch a lot. You know, you guys watch a lot. Uh, the listener, I bet you, you watch a lot. But it's not special. You you can put super duper in front of it, or you can have bells and whistles, or you can have dancing girls and balloon shaping clowns and. Little tiny uh, party hot dog weenies, but it's not special if there's 68 games on in a weekend. And so I think that's one factor. The other one is, and the networks have blown this partly because it's their fault, partly not. One of the reasons it was special when we were growing up is because Howard Cosell was special. Yes. Mm-hmm. There was only one of him in the whole world. And Dandy trying Don. to replicate. Yeah, yeah. And Don Meredith, too. Um, and and of course Frank Gifford. Now maybe maybe Frank Gifford wasn't special, but but the whole thing was an event. No offense to the Gifford family, um, but Howard Cosell was a unique personality. There's nothing, nobody quite like him. 
and their attempts to recapture that have been dismal failures uh, in large part, first of all, because it's hard to find that kind of person, but also I think the networks lost track of the fact that that guy can't just be a football announcer. John Madden is John Madden gets credit for this too. Yeah. That guy's got to be a movie star. That guy's got to be to go back to our day, uh, you know, when, and when it was, you know, Pat Summerall and John Madden, and then, then on the same network, Alan Alda, Dick Van Dyke and Mary Tyler Moore, mm-hmm. the, that guy now can't just be Jason Witten on Monday night football. Cause he's a good looking guy who played pro football. He's got to be a movie star. He's got to be able to sit there for three hours and captivate you. And Tony Romo probably does a good job of it. Mm-hmm. I think, I think he, he gets credit there. Troy does a good job. But, um, yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, and, and I'm an Aikman guy, but that job is now you are now, especially when you make 10 or 20 million or dollars or whatever, you are now the face of a network. You're not just a football announcer anymore. And I think that's where some of the screw ups have come up. Uh, in addition to the fact that you know, if I could just find another Howard Cosell, boy, would I grab him. Although, as I indicated in our pre-show notes, I, if you've not watched the uh, Omaha Productions megacast with Peyton and Eli, it's quite humorous. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. It's, it's enjoyable to watch because it's less football, more about just them being, you know, them reading the play, kind of like we talked about in the past how Tony is when he's up in the booth. But it, right. it's, it's humorous to watch for three hours. And then um, Peyton Manning's an entertainer. So, so that's good. I don't know that Eli is. I think if, if Peyton ever fails to show up one night, I don't think it's going to work. If I'm not mistaken, you guys may know better than me. They're also not doing 20 of them. Yeah, I think they're Eight doing 10. Yeah, something like that. There, there you go. Now we avoid the oversaturation because they're, they're not that funny. They're, they're, they're not that good to be able to do it for three hours every week. But, but select times, push the, just the right button, right just games. a certain time and place. Yeah, the right games, you bet. And uh, and I wonder because if you if you're not on social media, I don't know how you're very aware of it. Mm-hmm. So like I think the first week, I don't think the ratings were very good. Yeah, I think the reviews were were good and the ratings not. Maybe that'll change. And then I wonder too, although all the money goes in the same pocket, if you're over there on the other on the regular ESPN, aren't you going? Hey, wait, what about us? Mm-hmm has to be the football guys yeah and now you're just having three guys on their couch yeah um it's a it's an interesting juggling act that you're going to have do you guys are are you familiar with the old show um mystery science theater 3000 oh yeah yeah okay i'm not claiming that that that, you know that uh that this show has all the good ideas but when that show came out i said right away we should do that for football the backs of our heads looking at a big screen and making fun of the game or talking about the, well, that's what, that's what they've done. The Mannings have stolen mystery science theater slash our idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, but again, you've got to have somebody sitting there better be a comedian somewhere in there over the course of 10 episodes times three hours. And I'm sure I haven't seen every minute of all of it, sure. but I do think at some point, you know, Steve Martin's going to go rolling in there or Chris Rock needs to check in or something. Uh, Cause it's going to need it. I wanted to piggyback off uh, the point about Monday Night Football losing its luster. Uh, you, you know, you've covered the NFL for quite some time now, and you've seen it grow into this, you know, big business. 
And uh, I'm wondering, you know, I'm watching my son catch his first touchdown pass yesterday uh, for his eighth grade football team. And I'm like, man, you know, in six years, if he, you know, he could be recruited and he could go to college, he could be on an NFL. Do you think the NFL, I mean, what's the future of the NFL? I don't want to get political about it, but, you know, people are turned off by the kneeling or, you know, such and such of the politics. But what what do you uh, how do you see the NFL? Is it just kind of invincible at this point? My concern for your son and I, I don't the, the politics of it come uh, honestly comes and goes. Mm-hmm. My concern for your son. And while you probably should have had him play golf and tennis, is what happens when his, <laughs> they break his brain. Yeah. Are we concerned that they're, that his brains are going to get broken? Um, I can't believe that somehow I, I was uh, so unenlightened, but my son played uh, high school football at the highest level in Texas. He was good. Uh, he graduated in 2008, and he had three concussions during his high school time, and uh, he's got a metal plate, and he's got a metal rod on his wrist, wow. and his shoulder and his neck bother the heck out of him. And why did we do that all again? Yeah. I mean, for the glory, for the glory. Now he was a football guy, but he was, and, and I, again, I'm not chastising it. You know, I'm, I'm living it. And now you're living it. The reason my kid was a football guy is because I was a football guy, mm-hmm. right? Had I played the piano, maybe he would have been a piano player. Mm-hmm. Uh, and not had, I, and I assume not had three concussions. It's not that dangerous a uh, activity. So that's my big thing is if if I had an eight year old now, I think I would try to tell him how fun it is to be on the wrestling team. Mm-hmm. Same bonding, same rules, same physical nature of it, all the same stuff. Swimming and golf and tennis and and all of that stuff. Am I am I insane? Am I am I do I sound like I'm uh, sacrilegious talking this way? Well, it is interesting that, you know, you, you cover football as your, yeah. your career and you're, yeah, it, it is, it, it is it, almost sacrilegious, isn't it? Yeah. It's interesting to me too, because again, I love it dearly and mm-hmm. I make my living off it. It is my uh, occupation, my avocation. It's, it's outside. I mean, really it's, it's almost a religion. Uh, but, but you know, people people die from it. Yeah. People die early from it. And so on the one hand, to me, if there's really a promise of playing professional football, then then it's more justifiable. But your thing about the scholarship, which is awesome. It's awesome if your kid you know, just between the three of us, you could afford to send him to college without the scholarship, right? Yes. Yeah, I think the so. Three, the, the three of us could save up <laughs> yeah. and send the boy to college. But that scholarship so, helps. The scholarship helps, but without the badge of honor that is, that says he got a football scholarship, yeah. I, I, it, it's very difficult for me. I'm glad I don't have to make the decision now. I'm mm-hmm. glad I was ignorant then, in a way, mm-hmm. and, and and didn't know how stupid I was to push to push the way I did. Yeah, I've got a best friend who played D1, played in the NFL. Um, and I see the scars that he still carries today, 25 years, 30 years after he played. Um, yeah. And he, yeah, it's, it's incredible. That be it, as we've talked about, you know, we've still got a Monday night football game. It's Dallas's first home game. Um, there's rumors that Jimmy and Mike and everybody's going to be in the stands for a special activity at halftime. Uh, what's the lowdown on the, 
special activities. All right. So here's what happened. Um, Jerry Jones and Jimmy Johnson, of course, have a relationship that dates back to 1960. They've had their ups and downs, of course. Uh, everybody wants that relationship repaired. And by and large, it has been repaired. The final, uh, the final feather in the cap of their relationship would be for Jerry to put Jimmy in the Cowboys ring of honor, which I think most Cowboy, most football fans are aware of. Yes. Uh, it's, it's a very exclusive deal in Washington in old RFK stadium. I swear to you, there must've been a thousand names up there. <laughs> Billie Jean King was up there because she played tennis in the building once. It was ridiculous. No offense to Billie Jean King. Um, this is very exclusive. There, there's a lot of incredible football players who aren't up there. And Jimmy's not up there. So on Monday night, they are officially going to have the Hall of Fame ring presentation. Not the ring of honor. The, the, here's your Hall of Fame ring. And, and uh, Cliff Harris, Drew Pearson, and Jimmy will all be a part of it at halftime. Equal. Equal parts. Well, Michael Irvin said last night on NFL Network, that he's going to make sure to be there because Jimmy's going in the ring of honor. And so I, you know, I did a video on it. I, I wrote about it. I'm, we're all over it. And then uh, my buddy, RJ Choppy texted him and Irvin basically said, I, I, I misspoke. Uh Oh, it's I, I'm going there for the, for the ring of, uh, for the ring ceremony, mm-hmm. not the ring of honor. Now, Maybe maybe Urban's just pulling back because he let a cat out of the bag. And yeah, yeah. Um, so it's, it's still within the realm of possibility. But Cowboy fans really need this to happen. Older fans need it to happen because it's the right thing. And younger fans need it to happen because they're so sick of hearing about these old men that they barely know uh, with, with white hair and pot bellies arguing about something from 1964. Eagles, they're going to blow the Eagles out. Uh, I know that Nick Serrano, the uh, the coach of the Eagles, is wearing his beat Dallas uh, sweatshirt all week, and I like that. I like that. I, I wish. I, I assume you guys have this. You know, you got when Packers, you were growing Bears. up, didn't you have Bears Packers, week, Bears. Packers week, Vikings week, Lions week, and they used to have that here, and they don't have it anymore. And I miss that. Uh, and and maybe it's because the play maybe free agency now, and the players are all friends, and nobody really hates anybody. Um, but it was more fun. When when Philly hated Dallas, so yeah, I think Philly's going to hate Dallas on Monday night because Philly's roster isn't very good. What about this cocktail party? I'm hearing a cocktail party in your future, Mike. Okay, so uh, uh, Southern Glacier is the na- is the biggest uh, distributor of fine spirits in North America, and uh, I happen to be friends with the the people involved, and so they're throwing a cocktail party at the star cowboys headquarters featuring the jones family and i uh i wrangled an invitation so um i i, I guess i'll shave and and we'll see what happens and then uh on my uh youtube channel i'm going to try to do a live a fish at six we call it uh on the uh, fish report youtube channels you can find that too but it's certainly something that we will talk about on future episodes of this program You've got an interview with Jerry today, I hear? Um, yeah, Jerry comes on the radio station, and then Stephen, almost certainly Stephen and Charlotte and Jerry will be at this party. So one way or the other, uh, we're talking Joneses. We're going to get to the bottom of this stuff. I wanted to talk about, real quick, uh, this past week marked the 20th anniversary of when uh, Drew Bledsoe was knocked out of the game and Tom Brady became Tom Brady and, you know, 
as Joe Buck said yesterday, we'll all be dead and Tom Brady will still be, uh, you know, slinging passes in the NFL. But yeah. And I, I also think it's an anniversary. I don't know what the age is, is of one of the dirtiest plays I've ever seen with uh, Jim McMahon, where uh, Charles Martin came from behind him after the play and slammed, dunked his head into the turf. And I think he was out for the rest of the year and maybe dampened their playoff hopes um, the year after the uh, Super Bowl yeah. for the Bears in 85. But any any hated players that you can think of in the you know in the rivalry in the East uh, over the past you know 20, 30 years. You know the other the guys on the other teams used to hate Roger Staubach uh, because he was so goody two shoes and because he was so good. And so yeah, there's 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 stories about uh, uh, back and forth between Washington and Dallas. Certain certainly, um, I think it might have been. Harvey Martin, that somehow found, a, you know, a gigantic uh, funeral, you know, that, that upside-down horseshoe funeral wreath that they used to have, gigantic one. He found one, or he bought one, or he threw one in the back of his truck or whatever, and one time when the Cowboys beat Washington, he went and grabbed that thing out of his truck, took it down to the Washington locker room, walked in, and threw it in there. Like, here's wow. your big funeral wreath. Uh, yeah. I, yeah, that, that kind of stuff. I mean, I I would like that kind of stuff to come back, um, but yeah. yeah uh, Wasn't didn't Terrell Owens like go into the middle of the star one game or pregame? Was that yeah was that Terrell Owens? Yeah, yeah. To was playing for the Forty ers and did that at AT and T State or at uh, at the stadium. Um, yeah. Now the the difference there is that wasn't about my team hates your team. That was about To loves To. Yeah. yeah. That, Show that nothing to that nothing to do. Yeah, nothing to do with anything. Uh, of course, now our friend George Teague, um, the, the Cowboys safety at the time, who's a tremendous guy, he's the guy that went and blasted T.O. off yeah, the star, knocked yeah. him off the star. And uh, George Teague is smart. He has called T.O. numerous times and said, you and me need to go into business together. You're a <laughs> fool. Call me yeah. back. Uh, because George Teague, when he signs his autograph, he signs it, George Teague, protector of the star. So... There's a there's a nice. certain level of genius there on George Teague's part that T.O. is missing out on. Before we go, I do want to remind our listeners that go sign up for a chance to win a Traeger Grill. John, I believe you've got a Traeger Grill. How do you like that Traeger Grill? I love it. I love it. Go to NiagaraSportsHub.com and enter for a chance to win one courtesy of Niagara. Yeah. yeah. Mike, you've got a busy weekend. Uh, enjoy the Monday night football game. We'll be looking for you on the sidelines somewhere. <laughs> All right, fellas. This Niagara Sports Hub has been sponsored by Niagara Toilets, which are backed by a 15-year warranty and pre-assembled for a 15-minute installation. Follow Mechanical Hub, Mike Fisher, and Niagara on Facebook to get tips and updates throughout the week. Register to win a Traeger Grill at NiagaraSportsHub.com.